Hello and welcome to Peach Pot, a Georgia politics podcast. My name is Megan Payne and I'm today's host. We wanted to go ahead and bring you this segment separately from our normal episode. This is actually a piece of an episode that we did last week, our first episode of June 2019. And this segment talks about the Stonewall riots, what they entailed, how the Pride movement got started, and just was a segment to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Stonewall this year, June 2019. So we hope you enjoy this segment. We wanted to lead the show off today uh, to mark the beginning of Pride Month. Um, it is it is now June. It is now summer. I um, mean, it is also uh, a month that celebrates LGBTQ history. I um, mean, Megan, I know you wanted to kick us off uh, with a story about the Stonewall riots and, and kind of uh, the beginning of the LGBTQ movement. Absolutely. Thanks, Kyle. So one of the things that I've noticed in my work in the LGBTQ community is that even members of our own community don't know how Pride Month got started. And they actually started with the Stonewall Riots on June 28th, 1969, which for those of you who are math savvy, means that this is the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots and of June kind of becoming what we know as Pride Month. The other thing that I really want to highlight about this, I want to make it well known, is that this is a super intersectional movement. There would not be Pride Month without women of color. Um, And so not just women of color, but also trans women of color. And so that's super important to just say right off the bat. It's called the Stonewall Riots because it actually occurred at the Stonewall Inn, which was a dive bar in Greenwich Village on Christopher Street. And it was actually run by the Mafia. Um, which provided the LGBTQ community with a little bit of protection for a while, but the bar was really just kind of a haven for people that didn't have anywhere else to go, which was widely a problem that the LGBTQ community experienced. It was still illegal to be gay at the time. Anti-sodomy laws were widely enforced. Police even used entrapment tactics to enforce the law and catch people. Um, And so on the 28th, at about 1.20 a.m., the Stonewall Inn was raided. The whole thing lasted lasted until about 4 a.m., so not a long time. But it kind of just started with everyone being afraid of what the cops would do. Um, A lot of people in that bar had IDs that didn't match their gender presentation or identity. Their ID said what their legal sex was rather than what their sex was that they felt and they identified with. Um, And so everyone refused to show their IDs, not just because of their gender identity, but also because some people were underage. Um, It was, as I mentioned previously, a haven. So it was where a lot of people went that, you know, didn't really have another place to go. The officers even wanted to bring some of the trans women into a back room to check their anatomy, which was highly inappropriate. Um, And so that kind of started the first bit of the protest when Marsha Johnson, a black trans woman, threw a shot glass at a mirror in protest. So we finally have someone from the LGBTQ community standing up to the police. There were actually a bunch of people outside who had been able to escape the bar um, as the riot started or who had heard that something was going on and just gathered to watch. And word began getting out that they were mistreating the people who were trapped in the bar. And people started being pulled out by the cops to be arrested and put into a paddy wagon and Stormé de Lavery, who is a butch lesbian, a woman of color, and from New Orleans, so fun tie into Louisiana, she was fighting with the cops and got clubbed. And as 
she was being thrown into the paddy wagon, she shouted to the crowd, why don't you guys do something? And this really sparked the entire movement. Um, she's actually known as the Rosa Parks of the gay community because of this. Um, so the gay community that was uh, gathered around vastly outnumbered the police. And so they started throwing pennies, beer bottles, cans, bricks, whatever they could find, and really just fought the cops and stood up to them. So by 4 a.m., the Stonewall Inn was in ruins, but people began to return to that that bar every single night um, just because they now knew that they could defy the cops and they had a place where they could go. So exactly one year later, on June 28th, 1970, that was when the first Pride Parade took place. It was organized by the Gay Liberation Front, which was actually formed the night of the Stonewall Riots. And... That has started the Pride movement as we know it today. Uh, as the New York Times aptly put it yesterday, the term no more Mrs. Nice Gay comes to mind because the gay community realized, hey, we can stand up for ourselves and we can do something. And that's when the Pride movement was born. So now it, it's really appropriate that we're talking about it not only because it's the 50th anniversary, but also because the Equality Act has just passed the House and should be headed to the Senate. And so not only is it just historic, but it's also very pertinent from a legislative standpoint. Yeah. And so um, just to sort of touch on the Equality Act a little bit more, um, this was something we talked about recently, but the the legislative effort to pass um, anti-discrimination protections for people based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. That is an effort that actually goes back to 1974. Um, and between 1974 and 2015, there were 178 different legislative proposals that were offered up to ban discrimination in public accommodations, education, federal programs, employment, housing, credit, jury selection, and service in the armed forces. Um, these 178 different proposals that have been considered, they protected some combination of those things. Uh, but it's worth noting that the most of the proposals that were put forth uh, between 1974 and 2009, they only offered protections based on sexual orientation. And it wasn't until 2009 that gender identity became an important uh, protection that was included in these bills. As you look back over time, there's a lot of really notable names in our politics that have been uh, promoters of equality legislation, including our own John Lewis, but also Jared Polis, who's currently the governor of Colorado. He's the nation's second openly LGBTQ governor. Um, Kate Brown in Oregon was the first. Um, you've got a couple of presidential candidates on this list, Kirsten Gillibrand, Bernie Sanders, uh, John Kerry, former presidential candidate, was a sponsor. Ted Kennedy, a longtime liberal lion in the Senate, was a sponsor. Diane Feinstein from California is a former sponsor of one of these bills. Uh, but Megan, correct me if I'm wrong. The Equality Act that passed the House is the first piece of federal non-discrimination legislation that protects against discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity that has passed a House of Congress. That is um, correct, as I understand it. Um, despite these proposals being introduced as far back as 1974. Yeah, but it's, wor it's worth noting the Stonewall riots and, and then tracing this history since the 70s um, because um, the, the bill, when it was introduced by Representative Bella Abzerg from New York, um, it was really meaningful at the time. Um, there's a, a, a Daily Beast article that we'll share in the show notes that 
notes that David Mixner, who would go on to become a uh, advisor to President Bill Clinton, um, he was gay, but he was not out in 1974. And he uh, saw that this bill was introduced in Congress. He cut out the article like they used to do in the olden days and, and hid it in the top drawer of his dresser. And he told the Daily Beast, most of us hated ourselves and didn't think that we deserved equality and that this bill was a symbol of great hope to have someone in the U.S. Congress say that people deserved equality. Two years later, he's, he tells the Daily Beast, he came out in good part because I thought that they were people who believed we will we were normal and okay, and that we deserve protection. Um, so even the introduction of that bill made a difference back in the 1970s, but there is a long legislative history to get to this piece of legislation passing the House for the first time. And as we discussed a few weeks ago, um, it is now before the Senate. It seems unlikely that the Senate will take it up. Uh, but the fact that it has passed a chamber of Congress and that the entire Democratic field uh, seems to view it as a legislative priority, um, it certainly seems likely that this is a bill that can get through Congress uh, within the next couple of terms. As always, thank you so much for listening. We were super excited to bring you this special segment for the 50th anniversary of Stonewall Pride. We're also hoping to bring you a few more pertinent pieces of information about Pride Month throughout the rest of this month. And that's our special segment. If you like what you heard, please go over to iTunes and give us a review and share us with a friend. We'll catch you next time on Peach Pod. 